everyone, and welcome to this episode of the Fueltopia podcast. I'm Dan Fugent, your host, and tonight I've got my fellow Fueltopia compadres with me. I've got Dave. Hello. Andy. Hello. And Paps. Hello. Hello, guys. It's good to be back with you again. Thank you very much for joining me. No worries. <laughs> Feel that energy, you know? It's fucking it's amazing. The podcast is back. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's cool. It's awesome. It's awesome. Thank you very much. And thanks to everyone for listening to last week's one, like launching season two. Uh, super cool to have you all sort of following along with us again. I've been getting some nice messages, um, basically just saying it's good to have us back. So I'm happy. Oh, actually, on that topic as yeah, well, yeah, um, yeah. going forward, I am no longer going to try and say anyone's name because I get ah. it completely wrong every oh, time. No. And, and <laughs> automa- automotive brands as well, I'm going to steer clear of those as well because Scion went out of business many years ago oh. and it's all Toyota. So, oh, man. Um, everything I say is just going to be <laughs> that's, that's just words call- and names redacted. Oh, so. Dave, did someone call you out? That's why I call everyone Jeff. Yeah, <laughs> it's a good tactic. I'm I'm more of a um, mate. If I don't know someone's name, I'll just be like mate, mate, and then I and then I get conscious that I've said mate too many times. I think there's a rule on how many times you can say that. Yeah, yeah. I've actually seen you say mate too many times. Yeah, and you, get, you, you, and you do the uh, yep. Yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> you just start like pursing your lips together the whole time. I'm thinking, who is this person? Uh, and it's yeah, it's... but that whole situation's worse when they know who you are and oh, they know, know your name. Yeah, they know and who they you basically are. know your inside leg measurement. You're like, I can't even remember your name yeah um yeah that's that's bringing back some awkward memories um uh, uh, no worries uh, jeff uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh no on that note though talking about awkward times i imagine it was quite awkward for dave when he walked in on his recent shoot and discovered how beautiful that was <laughs> <laughs> no that looked amazing dave come on you got to tell us because we've seen the images now what was it like like describe what, what is it you actually shot again uh, a 1987 Porsche 962C uh, um, is car number 15, chassis number 106B, uh, driven it's by. Heavy breathing now. Yeah. <laughs> driven <laughs> by. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go for a name now. Okay, so this okay. is the first one I'm that, going to make up on the podcast. Like yeah, that is 30 bold. seconds after seeing. I've not yeah. seen anyone's name. No names. <laughs> He's just going for a name. I've just read it, so I should get it right. Oh, right, right. <laughs> Uh, Jock and Mass was the last person to drive it. Okay. Um, but put it this way, I've I've never ever turned up to a photo shoot before and felt underdressed. I'm not really <laughs> I'm not really a scruffy dry, uh, no, dresser you're anyway. Smart compared to me. <laughs> <laughs> With, so yeah. You luminous t-shirts my luminous t- yeah enough of that we've, we've been there um, <laughs> but I feel like I should have turned up wearing a suit oh wow and like yeah, because I because it's light painting, I always dress in here's a pro tip. If you're gonna light paint anything, dress in black. You look that like way the light Yeah, the light won't light you up and you won't appear in any of the shots, which mm-hmm. is you know, preferable. Tip. And you look like a photo ninja, yeah. which is very important. I am a photo ninja. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, so so oh it's well that's a good tip actually, Dave, because I think I remember one of the first times I ever did it, I think I wore white, which was uh, a beautiful mistake. Um yeah, and I, yeah. <laughs> I showed up in everything, so that just shows Ghostly. Yeah, it was it was it was good. Um no that's so so obviously you walked into this room and the company that this car kept was pretty special by the looks of it. Oh my god. Yeah. Uh, the, it, it, next level fancy. It was oh, it it was so nice. Epoxy floor, which is like a mirror finish and it oh, was I love just, that. Yeah, it was it was so nice, and um, I turned up whilst it was still daylight, which is always a bit of a faux pas when light painting. Um, and so, after instructions are done, said hello, and we got the car out, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Well, I can't start light painting for another hour or so, so I've got to do something." 
So the first shot that I did, I, did, I started strobe lighting the car instead. So just using a normal flash gun and just and just triggering it in different positions around yeah, the car. Yeah, that was cool. That was very cool. Yeah, that that was actually the, uh, for those of you who follow me on Instagram um, at Shooting Dave. Like, it's it's the dead front. That one. <laughs> that one. Yeah, exactly. Plug, gotta, yeah, get it in. gotta get it in. Yeah. Um, it's the dead front shot, and yeah. that was the first thing I shot, and I hated. I absolutely hated everything I did. I, I knew while shooting it, I was like, this is terrible. I'm not going to use this. I'm just doing this to buy my time. Mm-hmm. Um, turns out I actually quite liked the shot in the end. It's, uh, really, but yeah, cool. but, it's really awesome. But, I like it. It's very um, in, in your face, I suppose. Like, Yeah, I, thanks, man. Like, yeah. I, I really wanted to get like a really moody, like um, lit from one side kind of look. So I think it's only like two or three different exposures. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it came out all right in the end. Um. And yeah, like so. Then I was lighting the interior, which I, I completely messed up. I'm not even going to show anyone that. Oh it's really? Terrible. Oh, because that last interior you did of the was it the Lambo a couple of weeks ago? Yeah, yeah. That was yeah. amazing. Yeah, not so much with this one. Oh, what, no, what happened? Uh, just you know, terrible. Just planned it today. Well, that's a, that's interesting because that's a we'll get into a topic on that soon actually because that is a valid uh, things don't always go to plan. So yeah, uh, thanks, Dan. I'll, I'll save it till then. <laughs> save it till then. <laughs> or at least give give another example of something else. You can hide that one. Hide your shame. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. No, yeah but cool. the, whilst, whilst shooting that, they actually came in and go, uh, "How long are you gonna be?" And I was like, uh, "Well, did, did Jack not like pass on the message? I, I, I'm gonna be here till about seven o'clock." Mm-hmm. Oh no, 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 no. That's not that's not gonna work at all. We need to go. Oh. I was like, uh, it's quarter six. Yeah. When, when, like, how long can you give me? And they were like, oh, well, we really need to get out of here. And I was like, can you give me half an hour? Yeah. Oh, um, no. Fortunately, yeah, I know. So I was, I was pretty like, I was like, crap, what yeah. do I do? I've come all this way for, yeah. for nothing really. Yeah. Um, fortunately, they, their security guards um, stayed behind and cool. just locked up after me. But it was quite, it's quite intimidating. And the bit I want to talk about is like moving the car myself. I asked permission. Oh, my God, was, yeah. Yeah, I was left in this big warehouse with like million pound cars like either side of me. I said, "Do you mind if I just do you mind if I move the car?" And they were like, "Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Um, just don't hit anything." <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> yeah, and, and that was that. And that was like one of those like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> like, yeah. Do they know who I am? <laughs> the thing is, that, I am that, that's when you're going to hit something. That's when you're clinging on to like your public liability insurance. Like, <laughs> please save me. <laughs> and I don't even think that would cover it. I, I'm not sure it would. <laughs> <laughs> that's reading it and going does it cover damage to things yeah 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 um no that's but moving the lamont car around it weighs nothing down it's got 13 oh, inch tires on the back so you would think it would be oh, a, wow. a, yeah no matter how heavy it'd be it'd be a bastard to move yeah yeah um but the steering like there's it didn't have a battery so there's no steering mm-hmm. like power assisted steering and the steering was super light and yeah you just push the car basically with it's one not, hand it's not just an empty frame there's an engine right it is. Yeah, it is. It's a, what is it? It's a 2.8 flat six twin turbo. That's awesome. It? And it's, it's still, were you absolutely fine moving this thing around? Like, yeah, yeah. It's got like, uh, one of those, like chassis mounted uh, rear wings, and I just grabbed it by the stays and pulled it. And then it yeah. creaked, and then it snapped, and then. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> What's the body going to be? The body's going to be carbon fibre, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's all carbon. And then, you know, tubular chassis. Yeah, it, it, to be fair, it probably weighs less than a tonne or just over a tonne. That's awesome. I liked I liked what you did though, man, because it remind. Well, see, I don't do. I've tried doing the light painting, uh, and you know, I I wanted to live the the shooting Dave life, uh, and I did go out and buy the the big uh, Jedi stick. 
you know, yes. um, as Andy, I think, and me and Andy have spoke about that before. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but to me, when I've had to shoot carts and I've had limited time, which is generally what happens, I just use studio strobes, which is similar to kind of in a way to what you've done. Um, mm-hmm. And and then I put, you know, the, either depending on how many lights I've got, either do it in one or or compose it afterwards, you know, create different compositions. But um, I like seeing what you've done with it. I like the fact you combine, was it three images for that first one? Uh, for the front three quarter, it was four right. car and one for the background. That's cool. That's that's really cool. So it's more of a traditional way of sh- lighting a car in a way. Yeah, yeah. 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 That, that was awesome. I mean, fun. Yeah, no, it looks fantastic. Do you think you'll go back? Do you think they'll? Yeah, they've uh, they've actually invited me back to basically shoot whatever I want. So... Ah, see, they've seen it. They've oh. seen the magic. <laughs> this is the thing. <laughs> now they can't get enough. They want more. Yeah. <laughs> so what did you say, Wade Dave? Uh, I, I hazard a guess of 1,071 kilos. No, no. No? Ooh. So it weighs the minimum for group C, which is what it was classified as, of yeah. 800 kilos. No way! So how much? 600? 800. What? That's, that's so amazing. it's an aluminium monocoque. I've had heavier shits. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that is fantastic. That must have been a very cool 800 experience. kilos and 635 horsepower. Oh man, that's very cool. That's, that's like quite low compared to modern day standards, and they were batshit mental back then. That's awesome. Did not know that, Bill. Thanks for the little knowledge drop. I like that. I like that. Yeah. Fill on the Wikipedia. That's very yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, well, I haven't done anything exciting this past week, unfortunately, so I don't have much to share. Um, have you boys been up to anything, perhaps, and Andy? Uh, not not in the last week. Oh, I although I have looked at. I did get a camera. Oh, you got a camera. I did. Ooh. I did. I looked at it and then realised the battery was dead, and I was like, yeah, and I just put it back in. The, yeah, put it back. <laughs> put it back in the think tank back. Uh, Didn't Andy bad. go out and light paint? I, I tried. I failed. Oh, what uh, happened? Like, I tried to do a light painting of my, my new car, Ooh. and and I didn't do a very good job. He didn't watch the video beforehand. Yeah, and, but no, but I knew I, when I got back in front of the computer, I fell you absolute bellhat. Uh, <laughs> I knew exactly what I'd done wrong. Like, I knew I could tell what I'd done wrong when I got in front oh, of the man. computer. But, was, was it not enough passes, Andy? Because that's what I've done wrong. I've it was, it was, it was not enough passes, and then the the the, the quality of the passes weren't wasn't really good enough. Yeah, and, you know. I remember but, when I last did it, I didn't like the background. That was one of the things that, and and Dave's always said to like the background, like to almost go past the car when you're lighting it. Yeah, like, give the car context. Yeah, exactly. And I've always missed the context. You just got this car emerging out of the darkness. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much what I had. <laughs> oh. It's it's a shame, but um, are you going to give it another go? I'm, I am going to give it another go, uh, but I was going to do it this week, but the the wife's had my car, my new car this week, so because oh, her car's been getting fixed, so yeah. <laughs> uh, that got that came back today, so I, I've now have my car back, so I have to clean it and all that crap. So fantastic, <laughs> and then you can do like yeah, because the light painting picks up any imperfection. Uh, yeah, always... especially in a white car. Oh man, that's <laughs> yeah, who's got a white car. Yeah. I have three white cars. What the fuck am I thinking about? <laughs> in Scotland as well, where everything's, everything's dirty. It's so stupid. Do you have Magnum PI fantasies or something? I like that. Uh, no, I, I just yeah. wish I could grow the moustache, Dave. Oh, I know, that, would, that would be amazing. But no, so it's been a relatively, <clears throat> relatively quiet week, really. Like I think we're kind of we're still kind of gearing up towards what the year's going to bring. Um, 
I know that like the even the Fueltopia race series that's all planned out now. I think uh, Formula G kicks off pretty soon with a test day. I think I saw. Um, yeah, March... uh, this weekend, I think. Oh, is it this it's weekend? A test day. Oh, fantastic! As in something is the one just coming. Third, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, I think it's Saturday at Santa Pod. I think there's a test day of some sort. Or am I getting massively mistaken all the week after? I feel like this is something we should know before yeah, we do the podcast. I feel like we, like, we, should... we should really brush <laughs> I mean, I yeah, just feel Becky sharpening a knife right yeah, now. Yeah, this is I... next back topic for Andy Bevan and Becky, though. This is not us. Right, well, no, we need, I, I feel like I have a notes, okay? I'm, I'm kind of semi-planned as a host, and I have notes of things to say. And next to it, it says Fueltopia Formula G, question mark. So <laughs> I got that far, right? Um, <laughs> I I definitely got that far, but I know that the tickets are on sale and stuff for some of the, the race season this year. So it's worth yes. um, heading over to, to fueltopia.co.uk to find out more about that uh, and, and get involved with it. But yeah, that's pretty, I think that's pretty soon. Um, but even then, I don't know. Just, I still don't know what I'm going to be doing this year. That's the exciting part of being a freelance photographer. <laughs> it's uh, it's always uh, full of fear. <laughs> but, dread. Um, yeah, full of dread. Depression, self-loathing. Exactly. exactly. And receipts. And receipts. Yeah, many, many receipts. Um, but it's, <laughs> it's good. But um, I've got a topic. I've got a topic. We're bringing the topics back, all right? So um, I thought, well... I thought we'd basically come up with one thing that we could talk about. And I know we've got a lot of experience with this. And my girlfriend actually suggested this one because she knows how stressed out I get when things don't go to plan. <laughs> um, and, and when they do go to plan. And when they do go to plan, I'm stressed out anyway. So I'm permanently stressed out with uh, the job um, <laughs> in a good way. I love it. I wouldn't have it any other way. But um, she's always always been amazed that when I tell her the stories, how we end up trying to get around the issues and fix them. So basically the topic is how we think or think on our feet on our jobs and how we cope when things don't go to plan so i'm sure we've all been there and it's i can think of many examples but what do you guys think about that well the trick is everything always goes not to plan oh yeah um i can think of so many examples like just to kick it off right and see if you guys can relate to this so <clears throat> depending on what my like task is sometimes it's to cover uh, a race series as a whole and sometimes it's to cover uh, certain drivers but then there's always the chance that that certain driver doesn't do very well like we had um last year in Driftmasters gp which i covered the whole season of um we i was working with bagsy and his team and my only focus was bagsy and his team so no care for anything else which is doesn't mean i can't shoot it but no real care work-wise uh and we had mechanical issue after mechanical issue and there was certain certain races of the season where he didn't even go out in the car um you can imagine i'm bricking it at this point because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, it's your fault really isn't it Let's oh, that's what yeah. it feels like andy but, that, but that's, no i know that, that, i know it's terrible isn't it because you genuinely you put so much blame on yourself because you're worried because you're starting to think they're going to think that i didn't do anything like they're going to think that i didn't uh, things happened and i missed it and and yeah. you get that sudden feeling and i was always like the way i dealt with it is there would be a panic of course there'd be a panic because you're like i can't i can't get what i need and then I would think up ideas of how to get around that. So I do like portrait shoots and stuff and try and maximize my time. So I ended up with like some really rad impromptu portrait stuff um, simply based on the fact that it wasn't going to plan. So I always try and, I don't know. You try and use your time. You try and use your time, don't you? Because you're there to do a job. And I feel like at least yep. if I deliver something. Um, yeah. I mean, have you had that, Andy, with the Speedway? Have the guys always competed? Have you had some times they don't? No, see, because um, I have... You know, I mean, the last couple of years I've had four guys. Yeah. So someone's always doing something. So even if one guy has a bad a bad event, 
generally speaking, we've got one guy in at least the semi-final. Normally, two. Mm-hmm. Normally, have like one or two on the podium. So it kind of when the, when we don't have one of our guys on the podium, I feel a bit like, like yeah. should I do, do I even bother taking photographs of the podium? Yeah, but yeah, I do, and you know, but it's it's, it's a bit different because. There, there's a, a real limit to the mechanical failures that can happen on a speedway True. bike because I mean they have two or it's three an other bikes. Two wheels. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly, and they have two or three other bikes yeah. in their pit ready to go. So. Oh yeah, true. The guys have always got the spares. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, whereas Bagsy can't have four cars. Well, no, I mean Bagsy's just an example, and unfortunately, he's the one I'm, I'm focusing on because last year that was took yeah, up. Yeah, it was an unfortunate yeah. season. I mean, for it, was, him last it year. sucked, man. Like everywhere we went, it felt like everything was against us. It was one mechanical failure yeah. on the engine after another, and I really felt for him and the team because they worked so hard and. I have got like some of my favorite shots of them working on the car that I've ever taken, but that's not really what I want. I want to see them winning. I want to see them happy. I want to see them like, do you know what I mean? Like I want to see the car yeah, producing yeah. mad smoke. <laughs> that's what I want. And um, it's funny how I, it could be just the way I am, but I feel like responsible for the fact that I can't capture what I had in my head. Yeah. Which, Cause again, you go in an event, you have, you have yeah. a shot list in your head. I I'm do. guessing. Yeah, I do, man. Yeah. And, I do. and, if you if you don't do it, then you've kind of feel like you've failed yourself almost. A hundred percent. I mean, I don't know if you guys have a shot list, but like when I'm traveling on a plane or I'm driving down in the car to an event in the UK, I am literally making a list. Um, and I don't know whether anyone else does this, but I will have the breakdown of how I think the event's going to go and what I want to achieve after each day. And um, uh, uh, it might be a bit crazy, but that's just me. Um, what, what do you reckon? I mean, like for events, I I used to try and. Um, basically formulate like a, a shot list like you said mm-hmm. um but the, the couple of times i did that i just ended up being at the events and just not enjoying myself ah yeah yeah so um basically each time i go and shoot an event i mean admittedly i don't have a client like you and i don't have a brief like you so i'm a bit more whatever i want to shoot mm-hmm. um but I, I basically go with no plan mm-hmm. however if i'm featuring but there's always certain things you want to see yeah, but I don't. If you're going I, to a particular event that you know something's there, you want to see that, and that you have like everything else, you have an idea of how you want to photograph a car. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, you but, get there, and everything's in the way. Yeah, that, that I mean, nearly but, happened for you there, Dave. You nearly got told that you wouldn't be able to do any light painting with that. Like, yeah, that, that I mean, wasn't a plan. You know what I mean? Like, and you you reacted to that and and did what you did with the strobes, and that was awesome. Like, yeah, like um, I don't know. I just Imagine. yeah. Sorry, say that again. I managed to barter extra time for that. So yeah, basically I was yeah. going to get kicked, kicked out of the venue and I was like, oh, I've just driven, I don't know, what was it? 70 odd miles down mm-hmm. to, down to the place. I was like, I've just, I've taken half a day off work. Like, is there any way we can do it? And they were like, we can't, we can't let you stay in the warehouse and like, because of our insurance. I was like, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't dream of you letting no. me do that. No. Um, but fortunately one of the guys is nice enough that he went and asked the, uh, he gave me the number of the security guard and just cause hang out here, do what you got to do. If you can get out by seven, that's great. Yeah. Um, so I know I had till seven and it was like by this time, 10 to six. So I basically like painted two angles as yeah. fast as I humanly could. And in my rushing, I, on the rear three quarter, which is the second of the light, to, light painted shots, mm. um, I actually framed up three times because, like, first of all, <laughs> cut, I cut the wing off on one of the shots. I was oh, like, no. oh, fuck that. Yeah, I was so angry. I was <laughs> livid. I was like, what's that? Weird? Oh, great. I'm missing the end card of the, of the spoiler. So that was annoying. Then I, I pulled out a bit more, refocused, started light painting again. I was like, 
I hate the frame on this one. I'm still mm. too far away. Mm-hmm. And so it took me like three attempts. And that's because I was rushing, but I managed, I managed to get it done. So, I mean, sometimes it's out of your control and you, and, and then the pressure gets on top of you yeah. and then like you make mistakes, but it's just how, how quickly you can overcome. And I, I, I don't really have any like magic bullets or I think it's just basically experience kind of yeah. comes through. It's like, okay, slow down, break it down. What, yeah. what are you trying to achieve? Look for everything. Yeah. And like check your focus twice. You're 100. Mm. What you're doing is what I do because most of my most of my work is a minimum of two days. So it's spread yeah. spread across two days. Sometimes I'm lucky and it's spread across four to five days, and that's that's amazing when you have that opportunity to do that. But yeah. when it's across two days, by the end of day one, I'm thinking right, what did I get? Boom, boom, boom. I got all of that. Right, yeah. next day I'm only going to get this, 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 and this. If I get some repeat shots from the day before, great. But that's not my focus anymore. Um, yeah, yeah. So, so basically, you you look for the gaps in yes. what you've got on yes. your previous day, and you go, okay, I'm gonna go here. Yeah. And then you, then you, once you, like, say you knock that out in the morning sessions, mm-hmm. then you go, okay, is there anything I can improve on from over the what I shot already? Exactly. And then you look at it again. Exactly. Like, and so that, that, that's why I stopped doing that when I went to events because I, I just found it like I, I was focusing on one shot and then missing ten yeah, every yeah. time yeah, I yeah. lined up for a shot. So that's why I go to events, not. <laughs> caring about what I shoot and I, I, I'm more free and fluid when it comes to it. But when it, <clears throat> when it comes to shoots, like actually like featuring a car, mm-hmm. I've got it fucking mapped out, mate. Yeah. I know what time of day I'm shooting, where it is, what I want it to look like, what I want in the way, how I want to frame the shot, how I want to light it, where the shadows are going to lie, how it's going to be uh, edited, awesome. how it's going to be like processed. What kind what of beer are you going to drink when you're editing? <laughs> that is, that's an important one. That Very. Is, uh, <laughs> Very. Yeah, <laughs> you, you, you can't have it. You can't have it because I, I mean, like drinking for me is like an on or off switch. Like, there, there's no like no gentle <laughs> ramp up for me. <laughs> so, I can't same. be sitting here. I can't be sitting here editing drinking gamma ray because no. like. By the time I've loaded in the second layer, I'm fucked. So, <laughs> you, do you have a beer in front of you now? Do you beer and podcast, Dave? I, I've, I've got my vape and I've got some water. In oh, front amazing, of me. amazing. Right. Well, um, talking, I mean, about, like, these are obviously logistical challenges in a way. And there, I'm sure, I reckon Andy's come across this a few times, where you get to the event and the event's postponed or on hold or cancelled. Um, yep. Yeah, no. no, I've had that as well with um, drag racing. Exactly, and then that's like because it to... rains. I know, right? And a panic though, because yeah, uh, you think, oh man, like <laughs> I don't even know how to how to deal with that. I've had it a few times where we've got somewhere and the event's like, oh no, we're not doing it today, uh, and everything's condensed down into one day or condensed down into a few hours. Um, uh, I mean, have you lost the whole event, Andy, or has it just been like practices? No, as, as, uh, generally speaking, for me, uh, if it's raining heavy, they can't run because. They, they just throw mud into the guys behind them and they oh, can't see yeah, it. It's really dangerous. Course. Yeah. So uh, <clears throat> generally it'll get postponed to like the next afternoon. So all, all I'm really caring about yeah. is phoning the travel agent and booking an extra night in the hotel or uh, yeah, true. booking true. flights or, or whatever the case may be. Like so, yeah, again, rearranging you, travel. Because you know obviously but, it's out of your control. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and I mean, the in reality, the logistics of it don't change. No. Uh, because I'm... I'm my my events, generally speaking, are, you know, I get a practice on a, on a Friday that's like a couple hours, and then <clears throat> Saturday, the actual racing is only about three hours, and mm. there's, you know, a few hours before it, and a bit after it, maybe an hour after it, so you're yeah. sort of six hours, but it's all condensed, you know. Oh, yeah, it's super fluid, like, it, it moves so yeah. fast, yeah. So, I mean, like like you, I, I don't, I don't 
plan ahead. The only yeah. thing I do is I look at I'll go to practice if it's an if it's a, a a venue I've not been before. Yeah, and I'll just try and get my sight lines yeah. of where I want to stand and where it looks good for the. But I mean, it's 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 four corners, you know. It's yeah, true, 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 true. I mean, it it's talking about sight lines and planning and stuff. I um, I I did. I think was it? Hang on, let me get this right. Was it 2017? I did this British Superbikes, um, and that went to a lot of tracks I'd never been to before. Now, bearing in mind, I actually had to study who the hell was the riders um, <laughs> in the first place. Uh, and I remember the day before going, "Oh, that's who that guy is, right? Okay." Um, but yeah, I had to literally learn everything and i would go buy an mcn and yeah uh, read that a page every night honestly man i had to learn what all the teams were i was just so thankful there wasn't that many in the actual super bikes um so it was like i could learn all these different people but um i remember um i remember walking around i had pictures on my phone of the riders and their logos and stuff so i knew who i was looking for (laughs) and i was walking around the paddock um but these are all the little tips i gave myself to to try and deal with it because i thought also dan no Mm -hmm. bikes um, move in a different way to cars, oh, so you, probably a different yeah. way of shooting entirely for you it, as well. It, it was, it was, it was, it was really cool. And again, that could have gone wrong so fast. And I remember, um, well, let me think, where was the f- Donington? So I turned up at Donington race course and I wasn't I'm never super confident when I turn up at events it's just the way I am I, I cope I think I deal better under stress when I get there and I have to handle it um but I turned up to this place and I thought right these guys are a lot smaller than touring cars that I've shot here um <laughs> <laughs> they're also a lot faster in the straights but slower in the corners uh and I was trying to learn how to do it but I remember for that entire season I turned up a day early to every race to walk around the track um yep and I just went there early. So I wasn't being paid to go there. I just arrived early and I just walked around every single circuit so I could figure out where is the best place for me to be on the two working days, basically. that I, I was, yep. you know, the, the week, race weekend. And that made me feel so much more comfortable because, again, I didn't want it all to go wrong. <laughs> well, that's, that's another thing as well. Also, if you can eliminate, you know, you know, it's like when you try to travel someplace uh-huh. and say, for example, you've got to be there in the afternoon because something's happening in the afternoon. Yeah. Actually, you want to be there night, the night before. Totally, totally. Because the the, the traveling's the bit that stresses me out. Mm-hmm. I'll do the shooting and stuff. That really doesn't that yeah doesn't bother me too much. But the traveling and having to get where I need to get for and be on time, mm-hmm. that stuff stresses me out a lot more mm-hmm. than actually shooting an event. I mean, and you uh, talking about that actually, your traveling. You actually shot the Donegal Rally last year, didn't you, in Ireland? Uh, was that last two, year before? Two, two years ago, I think. Two years ago. Yeah, and that's a prime example. That must—I mean, I would have been literally a nervous wreck. I think. Uh, yeah, that. Yeah, that was a, a learning experience. Yeah. That one, because basically, I got there the the day that we were first shooting mm-hmm. the rally. I'd never shot stage rally before. I didn't. I don't know the area. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Funny. Basically, that. I, I got. I got. Yeah. yeah. I got asked to do the job on like the Tuesday, and on yeah. the Thursday, I was on a, a plane to Ireland. Well, to Belfast, <laughs> and drove to Ireland. Yeah. That was. Uh, yeah. yeah. That was. That was short notice. I know. Um, yeah. So, I, it, yeah. It was just like a massive like things like yeah. In reality, if you're going to shoot sort of that sort of thing, you need like a scooter or something. Definitely. To get around. Just, yeah. Yeah, about because there's so much traffic there are so many spectators that go from stage to stage to stage Chaos. that you just get caught in spectator traffic where the rally cars just fizz past you on the main road because they're mad. going to their next stage that's mad uh so you, you need like you need something you can just cut between traffic yeah and and i was in my little shitty hire car going 
well, that's another stage of mist. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing I can really do no, here. That's it. You, you, oh, man. I actually uh, can think of the amount of times where I've been stuck in traffic getting into a venue. And I thought, I mean, Goodwood is a prime example of that. Goodwood Festival of Speed. You think, yeah. you, you think you've left early enough to get to Goodwood. No. Oh, you never have. No. Never. Um, I actually made a, a, I was basically what I was doing, because I've done it that's three years <clears> now in a row. And I, I think it's three years in a row. I can never remember. But anyway, I've been doing it where I literally turn up and I'm there at like half six in the morning. Like it's the only time yeah. to guarantee that you're you're going to yep. be there, uh, and that's like with a hotel that's like three miles away. Um, so again, trying to limit the things that don't go to plan. <laughs> well, it's um, like I mean I've told the story before on here of like uh, when Greg Hancock, who's one of the speedway riders, oh, yeah. was go- was going up the hill, mm-hmm. and me and Ollie, who's one of the production crew, mm-hmm. and John McGinnis were trying to get his speedway bike started because so he was good. stuck in traffic. Oh man. He was stuck in traffic and he's literally, we have his bike in the paddock waiting to go up the hill and he's still not there. So that's awesome. yeah, it's that, that traffic at Goodwood is, is oh, infamous. It's wild. Um, absolutely wild. But that's the uh, thing is I've just, I've noticed kind of a theme here, lads, is that the stuff we're talking about right now that doesn't go to plan is all logistics based. Um, it's yeah. all, however, I can definitely share a fair few memories Um you know, I've mentioned obviously the drivers and things that go to plan for the drivers, but also the logistics. But then also when the equipment doesn't work. Um, oh man, and I've had so many E80 errors on my 5D Mark III. I know, and it's it's when it's when you see an opportunity for a photo. Like I've done it, and then something's just not worked, and I'm like, no, like ah, yeah. uh, oh, I could think of. I could think of a fair few shots that I genuinely know I've missed simply because something happened. I, either something stupid, like I tripped or, <laughs> or um, <laughs> I've dropped the camera or I had the wrong lens or the wrong lens on or something stupid, something so simple. And I punished yeah, but, myself. But the thing is with that, you're the only one that knows you missed that shot. True. <laughs> True. I, I had point. a few when I was like, uh, at last, last, uh, Gartabil was in Sultan's. Gartabil. Godville. <laughs> oh, Godville, Dave. Yeah, when I was in Sultan's drift car and my camera overheated and got an E80 error, so oh, like no. I, I couldn't shoot. And I was like, for fuck's sake, so I turned the camera off, batteries out. Yeah. All whilst in, looking down in the drift car is not the yeah. best thing no. when you're on track. There's a lot of forces at stake, and yeah. I was like, don't get travel sick, don't get travel sick. You're like, cool the back, because my camera's roasting. It was oh, so, man. I don't know why, but it was like getting nuclear. And I was like, well, I've missed half the action on the track now. That's, that's, that's great. And that that happened. Like, it happened actually when I was shooting the Rothmans Porsche. The camera decided to shut really? down and not, yeah, not boot up. And I was oh, like, oh, that's cool. I've got a mechanic leaning over my shoulder, watching what I'm doing. Yeah. So, work it, bastard. Yeah. Um, fantastic. But like talking about logistical nightmares. Yeah. And yeah. Just if, if I made the, the biggest blunder I've ever made was actually on my first time to Gatville. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought I had applied for media in time. Oh my god, I remember that. Yeah. So I'd flown all the way to Norway, got a hire car, got to the yeah. event yeah. to be told that there's no media pass for me. So I had to buy a ticket for the weekend, which is like, it's not cheap because nope. it's Norway. And uh, then I managed to blag getting a press pass. Mm-hmm. And then well, I, I told, talked to one of your bosses and mm-hmm. they, they should name, remain nameless. And uh, he, he was like, you need to go and kick off. And I was like, I can't kick off. Like, can't just go and kick off and he goes well, i'll do it then mm. and he goes and like the owner did. of the event yeah he mm. did mm-hmm. and the owner of the event was not happy with me and then i had to tell him i wanted a refund 
you were literally public enemy number one. I think you've probably yeah. made up for it since then, but that was not a good entry. That's incredible how you became Gat Bill Dave after all that. Oh, yeah. 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 And he was, I was, with, yeah. he was the Liam was Duran before Liam Duran. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, pretty wild. Uh, Gat Bill infamous. Yeah. And um, I was staying with Renz and Allard, and we were going to stay in the event one night to get drunk. Oh, yeah. And. Um, I, I put my media vest in a different place to where I, I normally put it in the same pocket in my bag, so I know, and I fucking lost it. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I was like, brilliant. So not only do, do I not have media accreditation, I had to blag one. Then I had to demand that I get a refund. Now I need to go and ask for another media vest because oh, I've man. lost my. And uh, I thought when I got when I got to the track, I was like honestly wanting to crap myself. Things things did not go to plan. <laughs> no, and fortunately it was in a different pocket of my bag, and I found it. But whew, yeah, that well, that I I needed to empty myself after that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, no, that is yeah. Uh, thinking you've applied for it and then not, uh, I don't know how you can really. Um, yeah, that's a scary one. Um, the I try to think. There's a couple of examples like. Um, thinking you got the shot and you haven't is another one where I've had yeah. uh, or setting up for a shot and then it doesn't happen or it happens in a different spot. As silly as that sounds like you can, when you, when you know the way drivers work, you know, the way the cars work, you know, the way yeah. the event works, you can plan certain things in your head um, and the layouts. Or a way. car spins in front of it. In yeah. fact, and they, cause yes. I've been next to you and that's happened multiple times. Yeah. 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 Um, and it does write off whatever it is you wanted to try and achieve. And it is heartbreaking. Um, so I could think, yeah, it's just, I think you said it earlier, I think Andy, that it's experience. Um, I think it was yourself, or it was Dave, uh, but it's basically, sorry, I was having a drink. There. Ah, no worries. No worries. <laughs> I was just thinking, cause it's like, it is experience because I remember being absolutely terrified, but now I'm, this is being perfectly honest with everyone. I'm nervous. I'm nervous on the way out, right? I'm nervous when I get to the hotel thinking about the event. And then when I get to the event, all those nerves stop. And all of a sudden, as as nervous as you might think I am when I'm telling you I'm worried I haven't got this or worried I haven't got that, I'm more just in the case of like, right, let's get this done. Um, yeah. And it, it's it's rather just like the thinking on my feet in the sense that I'm just like, right, I can't do that, so let's do this. I can't do that, let's do this. Right. And it's just like, I'm just working yeah. my way through it. Um, and I, I think it's like an interesting topic because it's like, how do you adapt? Well, the thing is, like, I, we're all experienced enough that yeah. it becomes second nature. So you don't really register it as being an issue. It's like, okay, that's what works. I've moved on already. Yeah before yeah. it's actually registered like shit i've missed something here yeah. um because all right I, i've lined up i've moved cars into places and go you know what this is garbage okay well let's move the car now before yeah. it starts to piss people off so. i mean do you remember we um when we pushed um uh max tavatsky's uh boss s14 onto the gatville main straight yes oh man that was hard work and it didn't really work out to plan because we we basically said right we're going to shoot this car and they said no bother at all and then when we brought it down to the paddock they're like oh yeah you got to push it <laughs> yeah uh right not quite what we wanted um so i fair i think that was probably about a mile <laughs> he drove it up the pit lane and then drove it the wrong way down the tracks the down the pit straight but in neutral just rolled oh, it yeah, and he then, did. that's right and and then he stopped it not where we wanted it i know i know but we and then he just left yeah and then he left and <laughs> i was like i go drinking it's just like oh max <laughs> cheers man yeah. yeah but that was that was like a prime example of making the best of it and we had darren actually that, that feature never made it into the magazine did it not no, Max never got back to him. Oh, that's a shame. Oh, well, I know. I think Darren from uh, Superfly, you know, um, from Speed and Sound magazine in South Africa. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm pretty sure Speed and Sound magazine did an article on on Max's from that shoot. 
yes. which because is... Darren Darren asked if he could join. That was it. That was that was good. That was good. But it's, that was the first um, time I met him. He was a nice guy. Yeah, he's cool. He was uh, he was very helpful out in South Africa. I didn't get killed when I was over there. Uh, <laughs> so I, no, I'd, I'd love to hang out with him. Anyway, sorry, I'm getting sidetracked. No, no, no. It's cool. It's cool. But like, it's it's more. I know. Mean, just there's been times where I've broken equipment. Obviously. Um. In fact, actually, a prime example. Uh, Dave. Oh, there um, we go. Thank when, you. Uh, <laughs> I just suddenly, <laughs> I just I've been suddenly, waiting for this. I know. I suddenly just had a thought because. Uh, right, it's Jim Carner Grid 2015. Oh yeah, you want to go there on that one, do you? I'm, I'm right, yeah. I'm I've, got, I've got a bad problem about that event as well. With something go my fucking way. <laughs> oh, we've we've already been there and done that one. Um, yeah. This one, th- this is that was a logistical error as well. Yeah, that yeah. was a logistical error. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna concentrate on a, an equipment error. Um, equipment problem but it was, was, was it so we were like day two into it i think um andy we'd been doing portraits haven't we of all the drivers yes. right so we had like a portrait set up in like one of the ghetto sections of santa pod um <laughs> and basically it was very late at night we just finished in and the main event hasn't happened and my 7200 which back then was my only long lens really um and i was we got back to the hotel i think and dave was gonna help me unload my car and no 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 the story is <laughs> You, oh, here we go. It, 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 it started before this. We had okay. just finished the shoot. And yes. You were like, just lob this in the back. And I was yep. like, are you sure? And you went, yeah, just, just lob it on top of my camera bag. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then we got to the hotel yes. and you yanked the camera bag I out. I did. And I launched and my it, lens. <laughs> yeah. And I could tell every fiber of your being wanted to blame me. Oh, but no, I diplomatic, did. <laughs> diplomatic Dan was <laughs> stepping in and he goes, well, that sucks. Yeah. And then you, you wouldn't. Uh, you wouldn't you, look you at the lens. Yeah, I wouldn't look at the lens because I was scared that it was broken. Yeah. And then, you and then Jimmy made me do a feat. Yes. He, he, <laughs> yeah, and I, and just, I was trying to help you right, and you're like, "Not now, Dave." I'm, 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 yeah. Just chortling to himself in the corner. <laughs> yeah, Andy. Yeah, I think it was awkward, probably uh, more than anything. Oh, it was brilliant. So, I don't lie. Right. So I go when into day two no day three of the event the actual main event um Mm -hmm. and i don't have a long lens for uh what is essentially quite a wide track (laughs) um and i was like oh no this is not gonna go well um and but what happened was i was like right what can i do i've got a 135l which is as anyone who listens to this podcast knows that we love that lens that's like our favorite canon lens i think never heard of it <laughs> and i think we've actually got people to buy it based on what we've talked about it which is amazing um hi dan martin yeah we should definitely get a cut canon um yeah. but anyway favorite lens so i was like i don't use this lens enough um i've only ever used it for portraits of monster girls and, and stuff like that it's never really been out for anything else so i was like let's do it so i used that and i got one of my favorite photos i've ever taken which is that one with ken block with some little uh pew pew fire in the background which you're welcome dan yeah exactly so in a in a way it didn't go to plan dave broke my lens and then the, <laughs> <laughs> and then ken block did a cool thing with fire behind him and See, i got it but but what you've got to remember is dave broke your lens <laughs> that's then... the main focus point yeah, and and then and then Dave had because Dave was this was before the Dave the days of Dave on a laptop. Oh yes, Dave had to borrow your laptop to edit his shots. Yeah, of the the Jim Mark II Escort. Yes, that's right. In our hotel room. Yes, he did. And you're like, fuck it, just Dave, hurry up. Yeah, Dave, I need my laptop. Dave, yeah, yeah. Dave. I was trying to be so nice, but I was. 
So, full so of angry. <laughs> so full of so angry. <laughs> I think I edited twenty photos in about three minutes flat. You were basically, a, you were, Dave. You were basically at gunpoint without even realising it. Well, no, I can feel you. I can feel your eyes boring into my could, soul. Could you tell the way I was rocking my seventy two hundred around? It sounded like broken glass moving around inside. I was like, oh, I think it's okay, Dave. Um, now, to be fair, Canon uh, once again fixed that, and it's been good as new. But it's just mad how many times i've broken stuff uh like there's a, a good one where um we're in um so i'm it's not with unfortunately not with any of you guys but i was in for the old king of europe drifting series and we were in valencia at that moto gp track that's down there um can't remember the name of it anyway i'm there with ricky it is yes i think it was i think it, yes i think it is um and we're i've got myself stuck on the wrong side of a corner like i wanted to get some exit corner shots and it's cool looks amazing but i now wanted to go on the inside of the corner so the king of europe was pretty mental in that they don't really there's no marshals to let you cross or anything like that you just basically just make a run for it and hope for the best um and <laughs> i literally and it's a big a motor gp track isn't as big as say silverstone in width but it's still quite big when you've got to run across it so I'm there with the 1DX on a sling and the 60 Mark II, no, 60 Mark I, which I used back then, Canon. And I start running across the track and I <laughs> I hear a dog, 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 dog. And I'm like, no. And I'm running. I can hear a car launching uh, four corners away from me. And I'm like, oh, no. I look behind me and there's my 60 with a 35 mil <laughs> the barrel rolling across the middle of the circuit. <laughs> and everyone's shouting at me from the other side, saying, come on, jump, come over, come over. I'm like, but I lost my camera. And I'm like, oh, no. And there's that awkward bit where I'm standing there. And I can hear this like freaking two tons of Bavarian steel barreling down on me with turbos firing everywhere. I'm like, oh, no, I'm going to die. Um, anyway. Jumped, jumped over it that run was the most terrifying thing ever i was like he is going to nail my camera uh and i think it like i don't know he was in my camera was in the drift like if i'd had it on like a timer or something it would have been the best thing ever i got the whole shot <laughs> like, i had the chassis of this e92 um but honestly the one of the most terrifying things ever and i was like anyway ran back out grabbed it 35 mil was uh, all right um she's she's good she's good uh 60 no not at all so i was down to one camera for for the rest of the shoot and it was just one of those where adapt and survive (laughs) Uh, and hope for the best but that was terrifying like the it's not that i don't care take care of my stuff lads it's just just unfortunate yeah just unfortunate it gets worked hard they're just tools um I remember, like, because I've wrapped mine mostly in gaffer tape, um, and that's partially for to me. To hold it all together. It is, yeah. Well, it, <laughs> some, some of it's to hold pieces together, but mostly it's to kind of preserve some sort of like dignity for the camera uh, when it eventually gets sold on or exchanged or something, because they get battered. Um, and um, I remember when I first went in, and it was um, uh, what's his name. Uh, a hopper um you know uh bsb rider uh john hopkins john hopkins and um his manager his team manager was there and he's like why on earth is your camera gaffer tape together and then as i stood up to explain my other camera swung around and smacked the bike stand and he went ah that makes sense <laughs> it's just like, I, I totally get it now and he's just like yeah that was a wise choice wise choice my man i was like yeah no definitely so a bit clumsy uh, <laughs> but we deal with these things. I'm trying to think of any other examples, lads, of when it's just all gone wrong. Um, 
I can remember the first time I shot the most expensive car that I've oh, ever shot okay. years and years and years ago. And it was like not long after I like graduated to doing portraits and started shooting cars. It was a McLaren uh, 12C. Oh, it was wow. black. And for some reason, in my infinite arrogance, uh, I thought I could light it up with strobes. Oh, God. Um, yeah. And, yeah that, that didn't work. No. Um, and... Bear in mind, I, Claren, McLaren was actually one of my clients as a CG artist back then. Mm-hmm. So I was like, "Wow, I could just camera match it and then just light it in CG," but and no one would know. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah like, true. If anyone has tried firing a flash at a black car and wondered why it still looks like a black car, it's because it just absorbs all the light, and so it's a big steep learning curve. And I wasted. A very rich man's time by trying to shoot his McLaren. The, the photos were cool, though. If I remember, they were on a dock, weren't they, in central London? No, it's, it's down in Ramsgate. That was. Oh, was it? But it was on a dock, wasn't it? Yeah, it's in yeah. the in the on Harbour Wall. I in thought, a I thought they were good. I think uh, again. I, I, Have I'm a look not... now, Dan. They're not. They're not that great. I <laughs> think are they hidden? They're no longer on shootingdave.com. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're just hidden away. Um, yeah. It's. I think we're we're our own worst enemies as well. And we've said this before. Um, we are always going to make ourselves feel the worst for what we do and what we think we do wrong. And I'm definitely guilty of that. If I if I've come away from an event and I haven't got everything I wanted, then to me that event's a write off and it's terrible. But that's just my mindset, um, which is probably not good. But I, it's funny. Let me stop, let me stop yeah, you there. I'm not. Like, I I do it, but I'm not guilty of it. Like I I like the fact that I am my own worst enemy. I like being able to come away from an event and critique every single shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like, I like that. It gives me a bit of, And this is this is where your experience comes in. You mm-hmm. learn what works, what doesn't work. Okay, mm-hmm. that didn't work. That I mean, as long as your client's happy, then that, that, they're not going to be able to tell why you're happy and not happy. Like, I should have shot that F2.8 rather than F4. Mm-hmm. Like, I should have used this, what, a 25th of a second rather than 200th of a second or 2,000th. Mm-hmm. You know, it's good to pick apart your own stuff. I mean, I, I mean, had you, you're mentioning something which I got. I've got to say that is I had an event the first time ever uh, towards the end of last year where I went to a brand new event to me, never been there before, and um, I was pushed to logistically i think it had been messed up right because i arrived and the event was uh, was in full swing um so to speak and i didn't have time to really prep didn't have time to get familiar with it and i had to produce content within a few hours of, of being there uh and i found that extremely hard and i knew that what i delivered initially was not up to my standard uh and that hurt do you know what i mean as a, like a creative person i was like that's not what i wanted to achieve <laughs> um and it, it, but then when later on, after I'd had time to experience with the venue and I looked around, I was getting what I wanted and what I had in my head and I was getting comfortable with the event as a whole. Ah, oh, shoot. We lost shooting Dave. <laughs> um, he shot off. He shot off. Yeah. Hey. But um, we, yeah. So basically it was one of those where like I had to get familiar with it. And within a few hours after that, I was perfectly comfortable and I delivered some of my favorite photos that I took all year. But it was just that awkwardness of having to deliver what I felt was subpar. par. Yeah. Well, that, that's the thing as well, because it's very easy to deliver stuff that you know is your, you know, to your standard. If it's normal to you, if you know what yes. I mean. Yes. Yes. If it's, if it's, you know, if you you could pretty much go to just about any drift track in the world, Dan, for mm-hmm. example, and deliver stuff that's as good as anyone. Oh well, thank you. I, I feel confident with that. Though. That's like my one thing where I am comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. But if the 
asked you to go to like a bass fishing competition. <laughs> yeah. You'd be like, well, what the fuck am I going to do here? <laughs> you know, and you need to, you, that, that's, you've got to. You have to understand well, the sport you, you're shooting. Yes. Yeah, but you almost have to or learn event or... as well. Mm-hmm. Learn the what? Sorry, Andy. You almost have to 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 learn quicker, learn the event yes. quicker, the the machinations of it. Yeah, yeah, because there's a certain framework that you do understand. Like no matter where you are, what you're working, you kind of get an idea. Especially when you work with a regular client, you know what they want. Yeah. Um, but yeah. learning the individual sport, that's uh, I've had that, struggled on occasion. Yeah. Yeah, it's. I can yeah. I can fully understand that. Yeah. It's, yeah. To go from shooting cars to shooting Power Rangers on like super bikes. Yeah. It's, it's, weird it's a whole other world. It is, it is. I mean, and the bikes is, again, I got super familiar with that. Yeah, two races in and I was like, excellent. I know what I know what I need to get. Um, it's the same. I love the other stuff I get to do, which is all like the um, uh, the people, like shooting all the fire breathing mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Like, I love that. That's that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's, it, and you, But the thing is, when I first did that, I was like, right, what are we aiming to achieve here? Um, but after a while, you get comfortable and you, you're good to go. But... It, it, it's experience. You're totally right. It is. Um, but it, I mean, the other thing as well is that staying, uh, what's the word? Like, not knowledgeable, but like, well, for example, like, I mean, I, for the last four years, I've pretty much shot exclusively bikes. The yeah. odds kind of end here and there. But when I was like at the weekend there, I went to take pictures of my car. Oh yeah, <laughs> of, like my own car, and I was like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Like, I just, I, I, it's been so long since I've done static shots of a, of a car that i yeah. was just like I, c- I can't i can't remember <laughs> to do this that's you funny. know it, it just it's just and it's just because i'm not sharp on it i've, I've not done it for so long uh, yeah that i, think, I just yeah whereas your bike stuff you're like you're so hot on it because you know yeah everything there is to know about it which is the difference it, yeah it's it just it's just it's just Sometimes you know you you force yourself into these situations where you feel under underprepared. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and that was it because I, I I took a bunch of pictures of my car mm-hmm. at the weekend. I liked I liked one of them, and I was like, oh well, that was a fucking waste of time. But actually, <laughs> it wasn't a waste of time no. because it got me doing something again with yeah. a camera. Yeah. That I've not. That actually is what I started doing with cameras in the first place. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I have to. Remind it's the brain myself. ticking yeah. again to think about what exactly. you're doing. It does. It's like the first time I. When I shot drag racing, you kind of get used to it. You get used to cars going a certain speed, certain yep. way. Yeah. And the first time I ever shot a top fuel car, <laughs> it was gone before I realised what was going on. Oh yeah, I can imagine. Like they're the kind of thing that from the start line to the Christmas tree, they're doing a hundred mile an hour, which yeah. is sixty feet. Yeah. No, that's and that's uh, that's uh, a whole other ball game of going and shooting at one over a hundred to shooting at one over three hundred and getting a pan. Yeah. Oh yeah. To- oh no. Totally. I mean, I guess what I'm, I guess what I'm trying to, it, it's not punishing myself. It's more just I need to give myself more time to allow myself to adapt to certain things, like especially when it's something new. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. I just get like paranoid that obviously when things aren't going to plan, that I'm not quite doing achieving what, what yeah, you want. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But I know that I probably am. <laughs> uh, yeah. I think yeah. there's different minds of being achieving what the client wants. Yes. And achieving what Dan wants. Yeah, true, true. I agree which with that. I can imagine the levels are completely different. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. You, will, you will always be entirely more critical of your own work yeah. than mm. the 90% of clients. True. Mm. 
Yeah. No, it's interesting. Well, yeah. I guess I guess the one thing to take from this then for everyone is is try not to be too hard on yourself. Basically, like it's not um, like me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> react, react to things. Stay calm, and you'll still achieve what you want. You know what you need to achieve. Yeah. Um, and and go from it on there. But uh, yeah. no, definitely. It's. I think it's good how we've all. In any, in a way, I actually really like the fact we've all had problems in our jobs doing, uh, trying. You know, we've all had to react to things and deal but, with them. I mean, ev- everyone does. You know, yeah. that's the thing. And it doesn't. It, the thing is, everyone does in every job in the world. True. Very Speaking true. of which, yeah. uh, my internet dropped out, so I had to adapt. So there's a problem there. <laughs> get back in. So there's a problem. Podcasting problem, Dave. How's hey, that going? <laughs> oh, stressful, mate. Stressful. No, you've done very well, Dave. We missed you, but um, and so did the podcast. But uh, we're glad to yeah, have we you back. Yeah, we were talking about uh, passenger drives. Can block while we were gone. No, it's... Why, you, why, why you got to stick the knife in, man? Yeah. I think we had a previous rant in a previous episode where you, you had to like <laughs> explain it in the minute detail what went wrong. I think I think we need to do at least one rant per season. Yes, I believe so. I think that's. I think that's... until it's rectified. <laughs> Well, I don't know. I mean, it's um, I think obviously it's great to bring a topic to the table. Uh, I'm looking forward to bringing talking about stuff to uh, to do with the podcast. I think it'd be really really looking forward to getting more people on board, especially as race season start. Um, and trying to you know get we can go and interview some people and talk to some people and 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 get their sort of inside info. And I know that they were some of the people's favourites podcast last year. Um, like hearing the driver's perspective, understanding what they go through to to achieve what they do and uh, like when we interviewed Ricky as well, that was like a great one. So hopefully we'll be able to bring more to the table like that. So yeah, I mean, uh, I, I missed out on an awful lot. But did you guys like as it's like a couple of minutes left? Is there, did you guys talk about uh, the release of uh, Ken Box's new uh, livery on his Cosworth? No, we haven't yet. We haven't, which has just happened today, hasn't it? Yeah, it yes. just happened today. Yeah, and no, I think I think this is like awesome because this is the first time Ken has like released um, the latest livery on a vehicle, but not using photography he's actually used cgi and, and a couple of really decent um, ah, cg cool. artists yeah so um like he's uh, employed uh, ash thorpe who's like known for working in lots and lots of like hollywood style films um I'm not going to try and list any of the films because I'll inevitably get it wrong. Referring to the first point that was made at the start of this podcast. Yeah, I'm surprised they even mentioned his name. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. but um, <laughs> it's, well, like it's, I think it's incredible the fact that they actually modelled the car in CG, um, which like, is is my industry. Mm-hmm. So that that's really really cool to see. And uh, they worked with the the graphic designer to do all the uh, livery for it as well. Troy, and laid so, it out. They, they didn't work with a graphic. They worked with Troy Lee. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, I was that. trying to avoid saying the name and messing that up as well. So, oh, so that's thank with, you. That's, that's with Troy Lee. Design, He's the it? graphic designer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so do you not like? So let's just play devil's advocate. I'm going to play devil's advocate here because uh, a podcast is interesting when someone does that. Do we not think that releasing it as a render detracts from the fact that it's a physical creation? elaborate right the uh, it is a real car okay and it looks the way it does in real life but they've chosen yeah. to, to use a digital render of the car to show us all right i'm gonna ask you a counter question go in on. that case um when you go and look at brochures when you go car configurators when you see billboards about 50 percent of tv adverts mm-hmm. does it bother you that they are renders and not real cars i guess not because it's showing me the perfect way it could be and I suppose... It doesn't always show you in the in the perfect light. I mean, some no, of them reckon... when they're like co- no, when they're in covered in mud and like it's raining. I or... mean, it's exciting though. That shows you that it can survive. It can do things. So I suppose 
Ah, uh, yeah. Okay. Um, so it's not showing it in the perfect light. They no. don't just show you. They don't, they don't lie to you. They're not. We're not like my industry is not about like selling you lies. It's it, it's just a more cost effective way of doing things. I I also think as well because I've watched the, the the videos on the sort of build up to the release, and I think they're building up to actually showing the physical car properly, as opposed to just ah here's the car. They're doing this is what we've done. This is where we're coming from. This is the events we're going to. Right. And the, the, today's video was this is the guy that this is Troy Lee. We go to his shop. We see mm. the helmet that he designed, and then the livery for the car. Yeah. And yeah. then they go to the the CGI artist. And he talks through his process of, you know, the his his original designs on the car in terms of like body style and stuff and how mm-hmm. that evolved. And then I'm guessing there'll be another episode next week that has other things, but there actually looks like there's some real cars sprinkled in there as well. Oh, that's very yeah. cool. That's very. And cool. I think I think they actually want to reveal it doing something rather than revealing it in a studio when it's probably not run or dynoed or anything. Because the next video, well, the the trailer at the end of the video alluded to it being on a dyno and actually running. So yeah. I think something yeah, else. Yeah, there was talk in the, um, the video as well about the tour and stuff about it being slightly different so it wasn't it's the way it kind of sounded was they weren't using that original ford engine oh okay they were going to use something a bit more modern because that was the problem when he the other one i I'm gonna go reckon, i reckon it's the 2.3 uh four cylinder EcoBoost engine yeah the EcoBoost, which is the typical ford rally engine yeah 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 but obviously with the the last cause the one that caught fire it's a well-known thing that when they roll over they catch fire because mm-hmm. of where the fuel rail is above the engine so the it's above the engine kind of at the bonnet height so as soon as the bonnet crushes down mm-hmm. you've got a, a running car pumping fuel uh, yeah nasty nasty way to go keep on right next wheels. to the turbo four wheels Ken uh, <laughs> yeah. no, taking racing tips off Bagsy oh um, oh. <laughs> um, it, was it two cars in two weeks, Bagsy? Well done, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, that was what, like eight years ago? It was, it yeah. was. And my Vector let's, man, let's be fair to the guy. My Vector that was and GoPro Hill. still remember, though. Uh, I, they still remember. <laughs> they were on the roof of that S13 when it went over. <laughs> no, it, Bagsy sponsorship underneath the car. Definitely, definitely. No, it was. Uh, no, you're, you're totally right. I think it's super cool. I, I love the look of the CJ images. I've been having a look at them whilst we've been chatting away here, and they are amazing. The car looks fantastic. Uh, and I'm excited to see it because it's coming over to Europe, isn't it? As well. Um, yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's doing Donegal Rally. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah it is. Yeah. yeah, it's part of the tour of the escort. Is Donegal Rally? Oh, wow, that's awesome. That's very, very cool. No, it'll be it'll be super, super cool to see. So I'm excited to 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 actually see that in person, hopefully. Um, but yeah, I think yeah, that's Troy Li- Troy Lee's yeah. livery is incredible. I love the way it, like it reverses on each side. So it's got like a, a a white wheel at the front and a black wheel on one side, and, the, and then that's mm. reversed and the other to, to coincide with the livery. I think it's it's pretty rad. It's very cool. Do you think we're going to well, see well, more of this? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and I, I think Monster are wise to, to yeah. especially like Hoonigan Racing Division, are wise to get on board with it because you can generate so much more hype because you can physically do stuff um, in CG that you can't do in photography. Like mm-hmm. it, you see it where you not only just like bash around a load of angles, but it had all the different iterate, design iterations going through, the livery iterations, the component yeah. iterations. It's, but all that stuff is like readily available like at your fingertips when you're a CG artist. and you know, you you can involve not only your client but also your audience more in what in what you're doing, and it's it's a great way of generating hype. And because you can do it ahead of the fact, and then 
have it released as close as possible to when the vehicle's been released. Yeah, I think it's a super wise move move to do. Yeah, I think I think we probably will see more people doing that then, like going forward. It's, yeah. It, yeah. I think I, I will. Um, I'll watch these videos because they sound cool, Andy. I'm gonna have to see what the story is about mm-hmm. it and stuff. And yeah, thing, I'm very much with Dave, and I like the car with livery. Yeah. <laughs> they look, you know, especially some of the lot of the Ken Block stuff over the last few years. I've quite liked. Oh, actually, um, speaking of liveries, oh sorry, go on, Phil, he's not done. No, as I say, like the mark, the original Hunicorn livery. Yeah, it was fairly simple, quite nice before it went think, turbo madness. I still think the Hunicorn V1 is my favourite out of maybe yes. the F50 these days, but like the, the V1 Hunicorn is just something. I've got special. one of them, like uh, I'm a. As you guys know, I'm a big collector of like toy cars and stuff. Um, and one of the ones I've got on my desk here is uh, one of my favourite liveries, which was Ken Block's uh, almost zebra print livery that he did. Um, is that Jim Carner Three? Yeah, Jim Carner Three, and that is I love that livery. I think it's so cool, and that is like I've got that sat here, and I just think it looks amazing. Uh, it's yeah, there is something special about a liveried car. <laughs> we, we, what we should have is, is, is a livery podcast because we all have favourites. Definitely, we, we do. That's and, the topic right, right there. Yeah, if any go. if any of our listeners know anyone that works at Jaguar Heritage, please get in contact with me because I want to shoot the silk cut Jag. Yes, so <laughs> that'd be amazing. That'd be amazing. But uh, no, definitely. I mean, we didn't do any. We didn't open up to any QAs this week. But if anyone wants to send us any messages or anything, then please do. Um, we'll open up again. I think we're going to try and do an interview podcast next week, uh, and then we'll come back to these group ones in a in a couple of weeks' time uh, and see see what's happening. But um, I think that's pretty much wraps us up. Uh, I would definitely recommend everyone heads over to, you know, if they're interested in the Fueltopia race series, then do head over to the main website. We've got, uh, like, quite a lot of information coming up. I know there's been a few blogs recently with some amazing articles popping up as the start of the season, isn't there? I think you've done a few, Dave. Um, and, and Open Highways Tours have got some up on there. Yeah, Jimmy exactly. Drama's got some from his travels. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to be dropping one this Friday. Actually, that's probably today for the listeners, because yeah. this podcast comes Friday out on morning. Friday. Yeah. Yeah. So in the afternoon, you should have a blog post up on there. Fantastic. So definitely head on over to check out some of our podcasts. We, uh, uh, Sorry, our blogs um, alongside the podcast as well, which launches on Fridays. Um, but we've also got, uh, I know the merch has started up again for this year. And this isn't hashtag ad because no one's told us to do this. But we do all rep the merchandise sold by Fueltopia. And we do have to buy it ourselves. Um, and that is uh, <laughs> it's part of it. So we all support it. And it's a very cool design right now, which I think is a like hell design. So if anyone knows the like hell stuff from Josh... Is, that, um, is it actually a like hell design? It is. It, it is by far my favourite t-shirt we've I'm, had out. So. Oh, it's amazing. I'm almost certain that Josh designed this one. I think I saw his logo. Um, I think I saw him advertising it. The actual back print. Because it's a burning tyre, isn't it? Like a burn, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a burnout. Um, I've got it on right now and I, I love it. I think it's a really cool t-shirt. So uh, that one is for sale via the store on fueltopia.co.uk. So definitely definitely working um but yeah not a hashtag ad i promise (laughs) (laughs) right but that's uh, i think that's it for tonight boys um so thank you very very much i think we will call it a night uh so ladies and gentlemen this has been as always the fueltopia podcast i've been your host dan fijian and it's been a pleasure to share this all with you thank you as ever for listening and we look forward to the next time bye for now bye 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 bye